0: The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day for our congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us on Sunday. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
1: Grace to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O my Son,
0: we pray. Keep, O Lord, your household, the Church, in your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion for the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, it is our practice and habit, discipline and custom to begin each week and each Lord's Day with a moment of quiet, a pause in which we consider and we recall that there have been those moments of defeat and mistake, of mistake and defeat in the week past, and we recognize the grace of God, the pardon of God, and the peace of God to minister to us. We lift our silent and personal prayers of confession as the choir sings our traditional Kyrie, remembering the word of Scripture be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven us. As the choir sings, may we offer our personal prayers of confession. Let us pray. good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God.
2: A lesson from the first book of Samuel, chapter 15, verse 34, through chapter 16, verse 13. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house in Gibeah of Saul. Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death, but Samuel grieved over Saul. And the Lord was sorry that he had made Saul king over Israel. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you, And say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on the appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send him and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: a lesson from Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 6 through 17. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade others. But we ourselves are well known to God. And I hope that we are also well known to your consciences. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast in outward appearance and not in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ urges us on. Because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, There is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. The word of the Lord.
4: Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 20 with the Antiphon. you in the day of trouble, the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May He send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May He remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May He grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your victory, And in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord will help his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with mighty victories by his right hand. Some take pride in chariots and some in horses. But our pride is in the name of the Lord our God. They will collapse and fall, but we shall rise and stand upright. Give victory to the King, O Lord. Answer us when we call. Now, please rise as you are able as we sing together the Gloria Patri and hear the reading of the Gospel. Amen. Of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth, Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: Be seated. Our little boat motor idled well and even carried the pontoon boat forward, but at a snail's pace. All boats disappoint, just like all dogs bite. The summer on our lake is a series of boat breakdowns, I wondered. Old age finally taking the motor, carburetor, choke, throttle wires, I am no mechanic. This usually means taking the boat out of the water and towing it 30 miles for repairs. But the motor casing came off easily enough, and in a few minutes it was apparent even to a non-mechanic that a single connection throttle to gas line had slipped undone, and just as easily, without tools, it was reconnected. The motor purred. Small things, little things, can make a big difference. Out there in the summer we have no cable TV, we have no dish, we have no outsized antenna. We get what you get with today's equivalent of rabbit ears, a freestanding antenna. Four channels, not 400, and hardly anything worth watching, but we like the local news, some for content, more for delivery. One evening the TV stopped connecting with anything, and we worried again about another expense, task, day of re-earning one's home repairs merit badge. But it happens that in the wind, the antenna sometimes moves just slightly, just a little jiggle to the south and all channels darken, which means as you guess that a little jiggle north brings our motley four channels right back. Small little things, a slight little shift can make a big difference. Our out cottage, a broken-down old fishing camp, built probably on weekends by one guy with tools and a rod and a reel, has its own little pump. And on that well and pump depend, for those staying there, cooking, eating, cleaning, washing, showers. It's outside, so subject to weather and other beings. The pump stopped one afternoon, and I am no plumber, but I know a good one, and we called him. You worry when your family needs water and you have no way to provide it. A new pump, line problems, dry well, what is wrong? But it was something very little. Ants had found their way into the electric box and broken the connection. Two minutes of expert attention, ants erased, problem solved. Small, little things can make a big difference. The dock itself is new, partly brand new. The dock is our island onto the lake, our portal into boating, our entrance into swimming, our bridge into fishing, our outpost of land in water. It's just a wonderful territory in itself, but in order to get from the hillside down onto the dock, a makeshift staircase is required. It is a fraction of the size of the dock, a farthing compared to a pound, It is a humble set of homemade six stairs in wood reaching out onto the large dock. But without the stairs, the dock is useless. All that weight, space, expanse, and expense, all that of the four-piece dock lies permanently adrift from the mainland without the simple steps. Small things, little things make a big difference and open up the possibility of much and much greater things. Now back from the fishing camp and a warm water pump shower there, now out on the dock beneath the stairs, ready to board the boat for a motor powered ride, our eight year old granddaughter caught something in her younger brother's rhetoric. Brother said, Well, he told me yesterday that he would take me tubing behind his boat today. Sister said, I know that's what he said, but that is not what he meant. There is a short, short way from birdie to bogey, from right to almost right, from what is said to what is meant. To be able to hear that difference is a spiritual gift at whatever age, a small, little, powerful spiritual gift. I know that is what he said, but that is not what he meant. Small things, little things, make a big difference and open up the possibility of real understanding. It is the Lord's Day, and this is a Sabbath reminder for us. Little things can change the world. Think about some of the reading you have done or will do for this period of summer, and all the little things that have had expansive Influence. Think about the Archduke Ferdinand. Read about Asa Kent Jennings. Look again at the events in Boston, 1770 to 1775. Recall the old lines on which you were raised for the want of a nail, shoe, horse, rider, battle. Read once more Barbara Brown Taylor's A Preaching Life. Or oh, return to read again Arthur Ashe's powerful memoir. Days of grace. Remember when someone said something to you that intervened, helped, saved. Sometimes the best medicine is whatever gives you the courage to take one more step forward. You have the mind, the heart, the spirit, the faith, and the voice for someone else to speak such an intervening word this week. You also have the mind, heart, spirit, and faith, and will to hear such an intervening word this week. A little thing, a word fitly spoken. Small little things make a difference and have the power of faith like a mustard seed, like a grain of mustard seed. A grain of mustard seed. Our Lord meets us today within his chosen realm of discourse and rhetoric. Jesus spoke in parables. Jesus spoke about the natural world, the realm of nature, the realm of story or parable, the realm of nature parable. Notice, as a clue to the intimacy of these words and of Jesus himself, that odd phrase, birds of the air, What other kind of birds are there anyway? It's a a redundancy, a connection, it may be, to the Aramaic of Jesus' own speech. He taught them nothing, says the Holy Scripture, without a parable. Most of those, at least those not dealing with money and labor, are nature parables like ours today. Jesus has used the memorable image of the tiny mustard seed in another place. Do you remember? Truly I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will move this mountain, move hence to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. He has used the mustard seed before. He has used hyperbole before. He has used parable and nature and nature parable before. Our Lord meets us at the intersection of parable and nature this morning. Faith, it may be, is a a little thing. It is not as easily measured as some other things. Faith is like that grain of mustard seed, in and through which, over a long time, great and big changes may come. You may disregard such a little thing as faith, at least for a time. After all, it is the smallest of all seeds. Faith is a little thing. Yet in the odd mysteries of secrecy and of growth, of growth in secret, of which nature and the parables of nature do remind us in Jesus' teaching, we are given again an intriguing hint of, of faith. An old hymn sung with sincerity, authenticity, and a sense of irony can give that kind of hint of faith in worship. An anthem, true and fine, offered to the praise of God out of a different time and clime, can give that kind of hint of faith in worship. A strange story of a boy become king on the credit of his ruddy cheeks and the spirit of the Lord moving can give that kind of hint of faith in worship. A cascading waterfall of tumbling words in ancient writ, a warning that we walk by faith and not by sight, and that outward appearance is nothing compared to the heart, and that we see no longer by flesh only or by spirit only, but katastaron, according to the cross of a new creation, in which the old is gone and the new is come, can give that kind of hint of faith in worship. A friendly word on entry, a gentle greeting on departure, an example of another's compassionate faith from another place in the pew, all can give that kind of hint of faith in worship. Compared to the great assemblies of the age, on the screen or on the stage or in the ballpark or on the green, a little mustard seed, a tiny little seed for the future, a moment in worship, may seem so very small. Yet it carries a hint, a hint of faith, which it may be some dark night is what you need, all you have. That difficult hour may be upon you today or this week or this summer in decision, in change, in struggle, in loss, in despair. Faith isn't faith anyway, at least in one sense, until and unless it is all you have to go on. And Jesus meets us today with such a word of hope in a nature parable, in the chosen medium of his diction. Watch, take heart, look, listen, you matter, you count, you are for real, you can do this. You can do this. Yes, you can. That difficult hour may be upon us today, or this week, or this year. In Boston, we are still struggling through the trauma and consequences of April 2013, How could we not? The court verdict for the person responsible for the killings and injuries continues to reverberate in our collective conscious and unconscious. How could it not? And in America, we are still struggling through and with shocking reminders of majority power and minority pain, sometimes bubbling to the surface of our shared consciousness by means of little things. Little photos, little videos, little cell phone recordings. How could we not? We're not finished, but unfinished as people, unfinished as a people. And across the globe, we are still struggling with containment of conflict emerging from religious and economic and cultural difference. How could we not? These and other struggles can have the capacity, beware, to freeze us in place, to keep us from moving well and forward into an unseen future unless we are freed up, given flexibility, given creativity, given hope through a tiny measure, an abiding sense of faith. Faith has the audacity to say we walk by faith not by sight, who hopes for what he sees. We hope for what we do not see, and we wait for it with patience. Difficult hours may be upon us today, or this week, or this summer, in decision, change, struggle, loss, and despair. And Jesus meets us with his word of hope, and calls us to look, and listen, and watch. You can make a difference for the good. You can make a difference this week for the good. You can make a difference this week for the good in what you say, in what you do, in what you choose, in where you go. Sometimes, by the dominical saying before us today, it's not the big things, it's the little ones these very little things that are hints of faith and that make over long time manifold difference. A grain of mustard seed. Sometimes a bit of the future is hidden in a little change. In your marriage or family life, is there one small change for the better which might lead to a great harvest later on? In your work life, is there one small change you could engineer for the better, which might lead to a great harvest later on? In your community life, is there one small change, which by odd and untraceable influences make all the, might make all the differences over the long haul? In your personal life, in your spiritual life, is there one little summer alteration, one slight step forward, that might with the gathering momentum of time and season, pave the way for a peace that passes understanding, a meadow into which you go in and come out and find pasture, a joy that is closer and closer to becoming complete. One little change. Think about it. With what may we compare the kingdom of God Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Amen.
2: As we are called to prayer through the singing of Lead Me, Lord, we invite you to pray in the manner in which you feel most called to support the prayers of this congregation. Come and stand or kneel at the altar, raise your hands in your place, respond in a language other than English, however you are so moved in the Spirit. I will speak the intention, and then I will say, In your grace, if you would please respond. Hear our prayer. Beloved, in peace, let us pray to God. For ourselves, as individuals, and for the communities of which we are a part, for our particular ministries in the world, for our ministry in and through Marsh Chapel and the Office of Religious Life, for the work of all the Church, in your grace, hear our prayer. For the peace of the world, for a spirit of respect and forbearance among nations and peoples. In your grace, hear our prayer. With and for our cousins and neighbors in faith traditions not our own, and with and for all people of goodwill for the works of blessing, courage, and peace in and through us all for the life of the world. In your grace, hear our prayer. For those in positions of public trust, especially for our president, Barack, and his administration, for our governor, Charles, and his administration, and for our Mayor Martin and his administration, for their service to justice and their promotion of the dignity and freedom of all people. In your grace, hear our prayer. For the work of our hearts, minds, and hands, and for the right use of the riches of creation. In your grace, hear our prayer for the poor, the persecuted, the sick, and all who suffer, for slaves, refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger, for their relief and protection. In your grace, hear our prayer. For this community, those present and those absent, for our deliverance from hardness of heart, and for our showing forth your glory in all that we do. In your grace, hear our prayer. For those who disagree with us and those who wish us harm, and for all those who we ourselves have injured or offended, in your grace, hear our prayer. For ourselves, and for the grace and power of the Holy Spirit to help us to amend our lives and to choose the good. In your grace, hear our prayer. For all who have asked for our prayers, families, friends, colleagues, and neighbors, for their freedom from anxiety and their living in peace and health, In your grace, hear our prayer. For all who have died, for your will fulfilled in them, and for their family and friends, in your grace, hear our prayer. For the joys and celebrations of our human life, in your grace, hear our prayer and in the communion of the Holy Spirit and of all the saints, we commend ourselves and one another to the living God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us when we pray to be bold in trust and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses,
4: Peace of God be always with you. We'd like to take this time to welcome you once again to Marsh Chapel, a sanctuary amongst a city, a place of peace in times of chaos and stress. We hope that you find a home here wherever you are on your spiritual journey. A great way for us to get to know you better and for you to get to know one another better is by filling out your name and contact information in the red books towards the center of each aisle, so please pass those along. We have a couple announcements for you this morning, including directly following after the service. There will be strong coffee, sweet cake, and good fellowship downstairs. You're all welcome to join us. Our Marsh Chapel Summer Preaching Series, focusing on Martin Luther King Jr.'s beloved community, will begin on June 28th. More information can be found in your bulletin or on our website. Our annual 4th of July barbecue is right around the corner on July 5th. If you would like to contribute food or volunteer to help, please email Ms. Caitlin No, Next Sunday, Marsh Chapel will offer a celebratory Father's Day lunch directly following the service. If you have a father, know a father, or know someone who has been a father, you are welcome to come. In other words, everyone is welcome to come. <laughs> As we beckon the ushers forward, let us be reminded that it is a gift to be a giver We have an opportunity now to practice the ancient sacred discipline of Christian generosity as the choir lifts us up in song. Won't you find yourself please being as generous as you are able?
3: Let us pray. God of grace, we give thanks for the gifts offered before you today. Gifts of time, song, word, and money. May they be used to share your love in peace in our world today and always. Amen.
0: Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.